We're back Monday morning, daytime me reading stuff. Do you guys like me better at night? I've had a couple of comments saying, yeah, you're right. You do come alive at night. You do sound better. My friend David Drury, who many of you know from being one of the two winners of the poetry con- erotic poetry contest, David told me that my regular podcasts are like casseroles, and my After Dark podcasts are like casseroles with crack cocaine on top. Hell yes. That's the goal. How's everyone doing? I'm okay. Today, I'm going to read you a found poem. What does that mean? Hold on. Let me, let me back up. Let me backtrack a little bit. Before I knew to love poetry... I loved overheard conversations. I think everyone does, right? And being an art kid, I always had my sketchbook with me. I never carried a sketchbook, actually, only for a little while there. I always carried a notebook, more like a composition notebook, the same one I've been carrying around since high school. Uh, This one, it's a a top flight composition, marble composition book. Uh, Anyway, I loved writing notes of what I heard. Sometimes they were crazy things. Sometimes they were funny things. Sometimes they were heartbreaking things. But those little snippets of conversation would slowly turn into drawings for me throughout the years. Most of my drawings are derived from words, almost all of them. I kind of translate them in my head. That's called ekphrasis, E-K-P-H-R-A-S-T-I-C. Well, well, I just spelled it wrong, but you know what I mean. It's ekphrastic image making. You can also do it in the opposite way. Ekphrastic writing would be if you turned uh, an image, a painting, into a poem or an essay. That's a very basic description of it, but I like to keep things basic because I'm not too bright. But this thing about what is what could be considered poetry in daily life. Some consider every word out of everyone's mouth poetry. I don't know if I'd go that far, but certainly having conversations with strangers often, as I do, people will say things and I'm just kind of stunned and wide-eyed and looking at them, realizing they are saying sentences that are more beautiful than anything I've read. That happens a lot for me. And I think that happens for everyone. But I also am thinking about that book, Erratic Fire, Erratic Passion, still. It comes out this week or next. It comes out soon. It comes out next week, officially. Some people are already getting theirs in the mail, I see. Uh, You know, that's the book, if you guys listen to that episode, where uh, Pasha Mala and Jeff Parker, they turned the post-game interviews of pro athletes into poems. I mean, they already were poems, but you get the idea. And I keep thinking about this. And so I did a little research to try to figure out another poem I could share that kind of falls in line with this sort of thinking. And this is a female poet named Naomi Shihab Nye. She's someone I've been wanting to read to you for a while. There's another, um, there's a couple of poems I'll read to you in the future. But this is a poem called One Boy Told Me. She considers this a found poem. Every line in this poem uh, was said by her son when he was two or three. She said she wrote down thousands of sentences of his 
And here's, here's a few of them. One Boy Told Me by Naomi Shihab Nye. This poem comes from her book, Fuel. It was published in 1998. Buy it, because I saw online you can buy it for like under $9. So do that. Here we go. Music lives inside my legs. It's coming out when I talk. I'm going to send my valentines to people you don't even know. Oatmeal cookies make my throat gallop. Grown-ups keep their feet on the ground when they swing. I hate that. Look at those two O's with a smash in the middle. That spells goodbye. Don't ever say purpose again. Let's throw the word out. Don't talk big to me. I'm carrying my box of faces. If I want to change faces, I will. Yesterday faded, but tomorrow's in boldface. When I grow up, my old names will live in the house where we live now. I'll come and visit them. Only one of my eyes is tired. The other eye and my body aren't. Is it true all metal was liquid first? Does that mean if we bought our car earlier, they could have served it in a cup? And I will be deep water too. Wait, just wait. How deep is the river? Would it cover the tallest man with his hands in the air? Your head is a souvenir. When you were in New York, I could see you in real life walking in my mind. I'll invite a bee to live in your shoe. What if you found your shoe full of honey? What if the clock said 692 instead of 630? Would you be scared? My tongue is the car wash for the spoon. Can noodles swim? My toes are dictionaries. Do you need any words? From now on, I'll only drink white milk on January 26th. What does minus mean? I never want to minus you. Just think, no one has ever seen inside this peanut before. It's hard being a person. I do and don't love you. Isn't that happiness? That's good. That is good. I hope you enjoyed that. I wanted to uh, recommend that you guys all check out natbrut.com, N-A-T-B-R-U-T.com. Issue 6 is out now, and I kind of warned you ahead of time that I had a short essay in that issue about my drawing professor from East Texas. Uh, His name is Lee Baxter Davis. Check out his amazing drawings and watercolors on his website, leebaxterdavis.com. I am really, really excited that this little piece came out because it explains a lot of what I where I come from as an artist, even though it's a very, very short essay, so it's not going to require much of you to read it. I talk about what I call the slow burn of confused learning and how there's a striving in being confused and there's hope to it and an itch to it. I don't like when information is neatly given, as you may be able to tell from this uh, very disorganized podcast here. I just don't like things that are solved and comfortable. That's no fun. That's not interesting. No good. So the thing about Lee Baxter Davis is he would present things to us that made almost no sense at first. And as I go through my life, and now I'm a 38-year-old woman, these things keep making sense to me. But they didn't when I was 18 and 19 years old. And I love that. What a gift that is. So please go check that out on natbrute.com. There's a lot of great things in this issue. They always put out amazing things. They're an arts and literary journal. 
I love what they're doing. And if you know artist Jason Musson, I got mad love for Jason and his work. There's an interview with him here, and it's fantastic, uh, specifically because he talks about, well, he answers a question, what kind of art gets you going right now? And he answers in a way that I often do, so I'm bound to love it, which is he's, you know, he's more excited by music, TV, comedy than he is about most visual art. I mean, he gives names of people he loves in the art world, but then he goes on to say that seeing Louis C.K. live was more impactful to him than seeing the Whitney Biennial. And I love that. I love you, Jason. That was amazing. I couldn't agree more. We need more artists like us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe more like Jason. We do not need any more like me. As always, I'm going to remind you to come fuck with me over on Instagram and Twitter. It's R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. And you know, what if you rated me, me reading stuff over on iTunes? I wondered what great shit would happen to you if you did. We may never know, because I can't get anybody to rate this show anymore. But I love you anyway. I'm relentless. I'll be back. Take good care of yourselves. Play golf. Eat salads. Drink water. Stare at the sky. Drink coffee. Breathe deeply. Be nice to people. That's all I've got. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye-bye.